Hello, dear listener. Thank you for downloading, streaming, and listening to Spooky Doings Podcast. My name is Rick Guzman. I'm an improv comedian from New York, and we're back with our second part of our first official two-part type episode. Before we get into that, we're here with the lady behind the beeps, the boops, the buttons, and the bobs. You know her as the legendary Chainsaw Chelsea. How are you, Chelsea? You know, I'm. I would like to start with a poem, if that's okay. If you will that's allow. Not, of of course, it's okay. Okay, let me start. You are my buddy until the end. More than a buddy, you're my best friend. I love you more than you'll ever know. I will never let you go. I am your buddy until the end. More than a buddy, I'm your best friend. When you feel lonely and start to cry, I am always by your side. We are best buddies until the end. More than just buddies, we are best friends. Don't ever leave me. Please don't say goodbye. I'll be yours till the day that I die. What our listeners cannot hear right now are the tears that are streaming down my face. Specifically for you, man. Because Chelsea loves me so much. You are my buddy. <laughs> buddy until the end. <laughs> I'll kill your cat. Anyway. Wait, I, I don't have a cat. I know you wouldn't. You lying ass bitch. You ratchet ass bitch. I would never kill a cat. No, that's, That'll that's make sense, your... listeners. Hopefully you already get it. <laughs> I will never kill a cat. I hope they do too. Unlike Chucky, who will? So, yes, as you've seen from the description and you hopefully heard last week or two weeks ago, rather. Um, we're back. Back in the house of Chuck. Uh, we don't fuck with the Chuck. You don't fuck with the Chuck to continue our conversation about all things child's play. And it's on and popping. So we're going to leave the world of Don Mancini for a bit. And we're going to go to the remake of Child's Play 2019, which Chelsea saw it in the theater with my beautiful lady. And I didn't want to because I, I put Chucky away, as I said, uh, yeah. after Seed of Chucky. I was good. I was moving on. Uh, and then I saw Aubrey Plaza in the preview. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm probably going to have to watch this at some point. And the ladies went and they saw it. And, I'm, and I asked, would I like it? And y'all said, yes. So I watched it early in the pandemic. But before we get into that, Chelsea. What did you think of this on the big screen? Um, I, I I really liked seeing it on the big screen. I was hesitant at first to see it because, you know, Don Mancini and Jennifer Tilly and a few others made it quite clear that they weren't happy that um, a reboot, not necessarily a remake, I guess maybe a reboot uh, was being done. Um I wasn't terribly bothered by it. There was part of me, this was 2019. So this was 
obviously before the series started and I was really into the Chucky, I was into the Chucky movie series. Um, but part of me was like, I don't know. I, I, I want to see like Mark Hamill play this and kind of a new rendition of it. And, um, I understand they're upset, but this is what happens when your, you know, creative license is a little, can be owned by someone else. It sucks, but that's what it is. So part of me was like a little, for lack of a better way to put it, get over it, um, which by this point, I'm sure they are. I understand though, why they were not happy, but um, I really wanted to see it. And Rick's a uh, beautiful lady also wanted to see it. So we decided to go together. Um and I didn't really look anything up about it. Uh, usually I'm pretty much a stickler on seeing what the violence is in a movie, not because I can't handle the violence in movies, which honestly, that doesn't make you a strong person if you do or do not like violence in movies, but that's a whole other tangent. But I just kind of like to prepare myself if there's any certain triggers or if a pet dies, because I'm not happy about seeing pets die, specifically cats. So I didn't know a cat was going to die in this. And when a cat got introduced, I was like, oh, shit. I was just, every time the cat came up, I was very worried. But um, I really liked it. I thought the soundtrack was great. I own it on vinyl, thanks to a birthday present that Rick and his beautiful lady gave me a couple of years ago. Um, I think it's a really fun twist in the story where it's not a serial killer possessing uh, the doll, but rather it was a doll who, I mean, it's the whole fear of tech, right? And the fear of AI, where it's an AI doll that's meant to be your buddy, like, you know, controlling your lights and controlling your car and doing all these things for you, unlocking I, I your remember, doors. I remember when Beautiful Lady, like, explained that bit to me before I saw it. It reminded me of the Simpsons Treehouse of Terror episode where Bart gets an evil Krusty the Clown doll. Oh, and it's and on a, good or evil a, or something a, a, a like that? A repairman shows up, flips it over, is like, oh, somebody set this one to evil, and he just flips yeah. the switch back. It's, it's, it's very much like that. Like a disgruntled worker before he, you know, committed suicide, s- turned all the safeties off on this doll. So it is like a mindless, hmm, mindless isn't the right word, um... I don't know. It's a smart AI that doesn't know the difference between right and wrong because AIs inherently don't know the difference between right and wrong. Um, They're not human. And so I thought that was a really fun play on it. And I thought it was an interesting play on, you know, even though I'm a big believer in movies and video games and TV shows, media does not make a kid murderous does not make anyone murderous it's obviously something else going on does it always help the situation probably not but nobody's gonna watch something and and go and do that um in in my opinion at least but I thought this uh I thought this movie did a really good job of showing like these you know not to jump ahead I'll, I'll stop after this scene uh Rick so you can get into it but one of my favorite things is all of them are watching all of the kids with the AI Chucky are watching, I think it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, if I'm not mistaken. It might've been the first one, Uh, the second one. And they're laughing and Chucky is absorbing that. Like, oh, this is funny. Not, you know, that killing's right or that violence is right, but it's like, oh, it's making the person I serve 
or in, in uh, controlled or you know uh what's the word i'm trying to think of um connected to connected to like uh oh this is bothering me um like i'm supposed to support him and be connected to him like i was built for this it's making that person happy like they're laughing so this is how i make them happy by doing things like this so i did enjoy that aspect it's not new by any means but I thought the film did a good job with it. So yeah, it's fun. I mean, he's ugly as sin, like, but <laughs> it's a weird looking doll. <laughs> so anyway, it, Rick, I will let you go ahead. It, it, the, 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 the configuration and the appearance of the doll is clearly different uh, from the main scene stuff. Uh, I get it kind of putting your own stamp on it. I am no way as bothered by that as I am of late in the film. The bear buddy doll. Holy the, shit. That oh my is God. terrifying. And the drones, get out of here. That toy store scene, get out of here. No. no just, just like like, like uh, Teddy Ruxpin, at least, which was a contemporary of, of, of Chucky, uh, that uh, when Child's Play first came out was at least cute. This one just looked awful. This one, this one looked like a nightmare bear. <laughs> He's like the way Chucky does like his eyebrows in this movie are how I were doing my eyebrows like five years ago. Like just like drawing that shit on. It was so bad. And when he was like trying to make like angry and cute faces and surprise faces. Holy shit! What a doll! I, I I like that you're criticizing Chucky's makeup. It's like, oh come, on. that was so five years ago. Come on, Chucky. That was so five years ago. Honestly, yeah, that's me. That I'm just criticizing his makeup, his looks. But but no, it's a and uh, Aubrey Plaza is great in it. She's very believable as like that single young mom who's just working and trying to make her kid happy at the same time and. I think it was a fresh take. I, I think it's a take that doesn't need any sequels. Like, it's good on its own. Let it be there. It, it definitely harkens back to, I guess, if you're going to differentiate, it's a child's play movie, mm. not a Chucky movie. You've got Aubrey Plaza playing Karen, uh, single mom to her uh, son, uh Ben, I believe his name was. Um, oh, I think his name is still Andy in this one. Still Andy, you're okay. Yeah. That's my fuck up. Yes, you're correct. Uh, who's hearing impaired. He gets fucked with a lot. Uh, he wants a buddy doll. She finds a guy. That was a guy. It's like, all right, this one's fucked up uh, because it's set to evil. Uh, and, and just takes to return home. It's like, hey, here we go. And zaniness ensues, of course, because uh, it, it, it's got to happen. Didn't like that the cat got got, but I like the commentary of modern day technology, because I don't understand people that have all the that utilize all their voice activated stuff, uh, their Amazon thing that's listening to you. I don't like when I mention 
something to someone in a text and then you want to get an ad for that shit oh, like, facebook I, is right on it you can even I, not even text it you just say it out loud yes, yes. and i'm the kind of person with enough free time presently i block hide or report every single ad that i see and and just for my personal uh, feelings towards alcohol, you think the algorithms would realize if I'm reporting every ad for alcohol as offensive, they'd stop showing them to me. Oh my God, that is actually kind of a morality issue too, because imagine, you know, and, and tell me if I'm off base, but imagine if you were someone struggling with a drinking problem, yeah, like you're, you're a recovering you're, alcoholic and you mark it as offensive. And they still keep doing it. That's bad. Exactly. Yeah. If 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 you're in recovery, they're saying "fuck you," drink more. <laughs> Hendrix Gin, man. That's a that's the one I always get commercials or not commercials ads for, and I'm like, please leave me alone. <laughs> and, and I don't want the, this. <laughs> I, I I like the commentary on the insidious nature of marketing, which goes back to what was just the 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 original uh film scratch mm -hmm. the surface of that just a little but now uh almost 30 years later actually yeah 30 years later um shit yeah i guess advertising has become so different so prevalent and i'm sure most people don't have the free time i do to block every fucking ad that they get they just accept it as a thing or maybe they boop it and buy that product i don't know you know, this is why I work in nonprofit marketing because yeah. corporate marketing is a soul sucker. Because you have a soul. Yeah. Give me the power, I beg of you. Yeah, that's who I got it from. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the film does a really good job of like, you know, because I, I get very tired of the fear of tech narrative just because you know you get that one social commentary and then everybody's you know spewing those movies but I think there's a lot that do it in a clever way and I think this one does a really good job of showing the more we're humanizing tech like talking to Siri and talking to Alexa and all of those things um this could put potentially something I'm not saying this exactly could happen but there's we're trusting them to drive our cars like that is mm -hmm. the scariest thing to me and um yeah so I think this movie does a good job of that commentary because we are seeing it in, in a humanized manner in a doll and the doll wants to please the person he was programmed that's the word I was looking for that he is programmed to protect and to care for like you're my buddy um and like, that's why he kills the cat because like the, the Andy says offhand that the cat's a dick and that he doesn't like it. And I mean, my God, if somebody, if Buddy heard the way I talk about Tonks, babe, I would huh? fear for your life. Tonks um, wouldn't be there no more. Yeah. Um, but he just hears those things and he's like, what did he, he was like, cat hurt Andy or said something like that uh, when the cat scratched him. And mm -hmm. He wants to protect Andy. So I don't know. I thought it was separate enough to where hopefully like the creator, like Don and the original actors and writers can separate it. I understand it's their, it's their property. So of course they're going to be a little peeved, but um, I consider it so separate 
I'm sure they deposited Don Mancini deposited a check. Um, totally. And but he, he he's right to to say his piece the way uh, Stephen King spoke out about The Shining. Uh, not everybody's John Carpenter that is just like yeah yeah I got my check cool knock yeah. yourself out. Um, exactly. But I think that's a testament to Don Mancini still wanting to be involved in the in his creation uh that that that's a love affair there and a a, a literal one i think uh between don and 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 chucky uh so doesn't go wrong but i did like the comedy in this one uh brian tyree henry who plays mike uh the police so officer uh his relationship with his mom was really good and i think uh you were the one that said you loved the line where the kids are, are teaching Chucky to stab and say, and this one's for Tupac. This one's for Tupac. That was so good. Jesus Christ. When he just kills that boyfriend. That was just I, the whole theater. We were in a relatively packed theater because if I remember correctly, she and I went and saw it maybe the weekend it opened. Um, and it was at an AMC. Because I remember we were both upset that there was no bar. <laughs> yes. um, Rick's beautiful lady went up all three floors to make sure the bar was actually closed. It was wonderful. <laughs> um, That's the problem with AMC theaters. And, yeah. and, and they've got many. Um, I remember mm-hmm. when they said, oh, we're going to let our patrons uh, use their phones during the movie. And there was a backlash like, why the fuck would you do like, that? Yeah, that's literally, that's, oh my God. It's like. That's dumb. We'll let the surgeon use their phone while they're performing a life-saving oper a life-saving operation. Like, get out of here. I mean, I'm but, not, it's that urgent, but you know what I mean. But back in the before times, every AMC theater would do that little vignette video of "Welcome to AMC," and you'd see like bubbly soda and popcorn and people getting cocktails at a bar. And beautiful lady always gets offended when the AMC theater that we're at does not have a bar. She prefers yeah. a place like Nighthawk or the Draft House. They play that before. Yeah. They play that before every movie. They don't only show me alcohol, but they also show me beautiful red leather seats that fully recline and all of this other shit that I don't get at AMC theaters. That teaser is just mean. Boycott AMC. So no, I haven't been to an AMC since the pandemic began. Me neither. And I know that they are hurting, but I would prefer to assist uh, independently owned theaters. There's one uh, in Malvern on Long Island that uh, we've been supporting as much as we can because they need help. A big corporation, yeah. much like the one featured in this child play film. Um, I don't give a fuck if you fail. Uh, there's going to be another one to take your place. Exactly. And, so yeah. It, hopefully for Beautiful Lady, they won't lie about the accoutrements. There but, but before I digress into whenever I think about that AMC ad and the and the rage hits me every time. Um, but that line, this one's for Tupac, like the whole theater was laughing. So so it was a it was a fun little experience with this movie. And um, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was fun. I thought the, I, I know that on the, on the soundtrack, it's called, I think the Zed Mart Massacre. 
uh that track is really good when it is like the teddy bear chucky or buddy doll and the drones that are going after them and like all these kids and parents are trapped in the store it's it's yeah i think it stands on its own i think it's a solid movie i don't feel a desire to i've watched it like three times now and i don't feel a strong desire to watch it again anytime soon but if somebody around me was like hey i really want to watch this i would not say no uh, i i threw i threw it in the mix uh again if we're gonna do them all let's fucking do them all it's not it's not uh, Jason Goes to Hell or Jason X that I would skip in my watching of a franchise. It's not an yeah. Exorcist 2 kind of situation. It's one of those things where it's like, it's not my favorite, but I'm doing all of them. Exactly. It's, it's uh, uh, to your friends at the George Romero Foundation, it's like, it's it's another one of those. I'm doing all of the of the deads right through. <laughs> exactly. You have to. So I get it. So yeah, I think it's I think it's solid. Is it for every hardcore child's play fan? I don't know how many of those are out there. Maybe not. Maybe you will get a little bitter about it. But if you have an open mind and you just take it for what it is, then I think it's a really solid horror film. Mm-hmm. And there's emotion in it too, like when the spoiler uh when uh the cop's mother dies like that sucks like she's Mm -hmm. such a wonderful character and she dies just for being andy's friend like it's it's heartbreaking but you have to have those you know heartbreaking deaths you do you do that that's that's what gets us as the audience uh feeling for who we should feel for rooting for the characters we should and hoping for the demise of this little ginger-haired fuck uh, mm. who's who's separate. I guess, and, and, and here's where Chelsea Sowers on this conversation, I guess you could look at it as uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween and that it's something separate. The people that like it can like it. And if you just want to leave it on the shelf and not take part in it, you're free to do so. Yeah, sure. I mean, the separation is this movie's good, but um, you have your opinions, and that's fine. They can be wrong. You can have wrong mm-hmm. opinions. I'll watch, I'll watch Danielle Harris in a lot of things. <laughs> I will too, man. I get it. <laughs> I understand. Her, her and Scott Taylor Compton have a podcast, and uh, it's very sexy. <laughs> they do? Is it on horror movies? Uh, it, it's called Talk Scary to Me. Uh, it, it's it's answering questions about love, sex, and horror. And what? All right. I'm going to have to listen to that. That sounds great. They're, they're three beautiful things. Because I can love them and not love the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. They, they have a fun dynamic, those two yeah. wonderful ladies. So yeah, go, go show. free plug for uh, <laughs> Talk Scary to Me podcast. Which I, uh, yeah. For that free plug, they should join us on our podcast and we can do a crossover. And I promise I will be nice because, first of all, I love them. My disdain mm-hmm. for the movie has nothing to do with them. <laughs> yeah. anyway. And we're just, we're just polite <laughs> people to all of our guests. Yeah, no, for sure. But now we come to the thing that kicked this all off. Sci-Fi in October announced Chucky. 
the series. And I was, I wasn't ready. I, I, I wasn't ready. I thought like, okay, no big deal. And then I heard from a lot of people, some friends, just people online, like people were loving this. And I'm not one of those people that goes along with the crowd. Typically, I'm not what I, I, I during the pandemic, I don't need to watch a fucking Lion King. I don't need to watch a fucking Squid Game. I fine. Fuck it. But this it's like, all right, let's give it a shot. We'll watch all the movies. And first episode I'm in. I'm happy I'm wrong. I'm back in the swing of things when it comes to Chucky and an affair to dismember that first episode. And, and, and you also got into it, but I've been holding this question in me the entire time. What is your deal with your affection uh, for uh, the, the guy that plays the dad and the uncle? Devin Yeah, D Debo Seesaw. What, why, why do you love Debo Seesaw? So this goes back. I watched Final Destination when I was really young mm -hmm. and I fell in love with him. I thought he was so cute. I thought he was, oh. he, I don't know. There's something about him that I just like hardcore fell in love with. And then I put two and two together and I realized that I loved him when I was even younger, when I watched Casper and he's the real life boy in the, in the Christina Ricci movie, Casper at the end when Casper becomes human for a few minutes. And I loved him when I was like six or seven. I don't even remember how old I was when that movie came out. And then I got to the point where I was watching anything Devin Sawa was in. I watched Slackers for him. And I hope he knows that that wasn't completely fun to do. But there were so many movies that I watched because he was in them. And I think he's one of those uh, actors who's just become better the older he gets and um, everything that he's been in that I've seen, I haven't seen him in a lot of, you know, the more recent things he's in. I saw him in Nikita when he was on that in CW. And I just think he's so handsome and I love his voice. I love him. <laughs> and I got really excited because I didn't realize uh, until the first episode that he was playing twins. And I was yeah. like, Two, I, two Devons. <laughs> so I noticed that right away. I'm like, that 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 guy's playing two characters. But I didn't know that you you love Debo Seesaw. I didn't know he was in Final Destination. I never. He's the lead. I, it, I I I didn't like the franchise. I, I I watched the first one and put it away. So maybe I'm wrong about that too. You can't I, say you didn't like the franchise when you said you watched the first one and then put it away. That I means you didn't continue. like the first one. I didn't continue. I didn't know that there would be yet another reference to the 90s film Casper starring Christina Ricci on this on this podcast. I thought you and Katie Wiggins bringing it up was a fucking fluke as you went on nope. about loving this ghost boy. Nope. But ghost clearly, boy returned, babe. I am now haunted by Debo Seesaw. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I got very excited when I saw that he was cast in it, but I just didn't do research beyond knowing he was cast in it. So when I watched the first episode and 
you know, he remarks that his brother is coming to dinner and then you have the two of them. I was like, oh my God, how long do I have this? And I didn't have that for very long. You didn't have but, that for um, very long. <laughs> but uh, anyway, you, you, yeah, you he, was a, he was a teen have- crush kid crush and teen crush and he knows that like on his twitter he's one of the funniest people and he's really good at like just having fun with the with the people who fell in love with him and casper like he's he's just a riot yeah you you can't have too much debo seesaw otherwise you can't uh the, 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 I, I might break the fucking uh vortex of of your <laughs> of the universe um, looking him up now, another movie that I've wanted to see but have not gotten around to it uh, because you love it so much is he's in Idle Hands, which is a, a film that you. Oh my adore. God! How did I forget to say Idle Hands? Yes, listeners, that will be a tutorial episode eventually. I what, I had one the of VHS. these days it'll be on streaming and I will watch it and exactly talk about it. I I wonder if it's still in stars. I need to check, but I had it. I had it on VHS. I loved that movie so much, um, mostly because of him. I was so je- jealous of Jessica Alba in that movie. And then as I got older, I realized like, wow, this movie's really disgusting. <laughs> and I just didn't put that together because I loved him so much. He was, yeah, he was, uh, he was a dream for me for a long time. Oh, still my. is now 2021 Devin Sawa is whew, man is aged very well so it's, it's he's married 20... I need to relax you, you can covet uh, <laughs> people that you're not ever gonna encounter I mean what exactly. goes on in your head is perfectly fine you just don't you know if you encounter them you know don't make them feel fucking weird like mm, oh I never about you Never, yeah, never. I mean, I may sense. tell him I think about him, but I, I'll be nice about it. <laughs> anyway, fun. yes. Love Devin Sawa. He did a great job in this show. So uh, this series follows young Jake Wheeler, uh, a gay uh, high school student who's a bit awkward. His dad, played by Debo Siwa, doesn't like that he's gay and drinks too much and acts a dick. But uh, people are listening to true crime podcasts uh, and there's a blind gal that's being a real cunt to young Jake. But Chucky comes into his life and tries to endear himself to Jake who likes mm-hmm. to, to, to do very creepy doll sculptures, creepier than Chucky's ever been. But I'm sure very. the... I'm, I'm sure like the, the scenics and the set dressers, whoever ended up having to build that shit, they probably had some fun doing it because it's just fucking weird. I mean, I'm going to be honest, and this isn't just because of my love for him, but I would have bashed those statues with a or sculptures with a bat too. Those things are freaky. They are. They certainly are. So, but I also wouldn't punch my kid for being gay, so I have my standards. You punch your kid for righteous reasons. Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, Chucky reveals his true nature to young Jake, kills one of the Debo seesaws uh, pretty quickly in a weird electrical incident where it pukes up all this alcohol. Uh, and then 
Jake's dad gets electrocuted and he goes to live with his uncle and his cousin. And his cousin's girlfriend is, is the blonde cunt in question. Uh, and their aunt is there. Now, here's the cousin, played by Teo Briones. Character's name is Junior Wheeler. Not Logan Wheeler Jr. His first name is fucking Junior. That's probably the stupidest thing in all of the Chucky canon. It's, it's unhinged behavior. You could tell that dad was like, this kid's going to be a track star. And I'm going to name him Junior. Not unhinged. Even, not even the, the, the self-centeredness of Logan, you will carry my name. It's like, no, your name is going to be Junior your whole life. That's, that's the fucking weirdest thing of it all, in my opinion. That's fair. It's weird. If my name was Junior, well, I mean, yeah, if my name was Junior, I would change that up when I was legally allowed. No offense to anyone named Junior. You live your truth. But Jake's a good boy. Jake, while tempted by Chucky to do wrong and kill people, uh, doesn't want to. Even when, when Chucky, in his manipulative way, starts to appeal to him and does the scene that, that, that set the fucking internet on fire uh, and sent many, many uh, LGBT hearts aflutter, as many things in this series have done, where he's like, I, I got a nine binary kid. Gender fluid. fluid. <laughs> Gender fluid. I'm not a monster, Jake. Yeah. He's it's, it's fine with that. He kills people, but he's not going to discriminate against them, which is fair, which is very fair. He's, he has standards. I love Ally Chucky. That's it. That's the end of the statement. I just love Ally Chucky. As well, you should. And things go on and on, and he starts uh, through Chucky, uh, fucking with uh, the the blonde cunty girl uh, Lexi, uh, and and she tries to zing him back. And we get to the Halloween episode, uh, which I love because my favorite urban legend is the one about people finding razor blades in their candy. I feel that's never explored enough because it's one of those things that I don't believe was actually true. Yeah, it never happened, right? But it's great imagery, so mm -hmm. I love seeing that. And you have uh, the iconic, uh, well, if, if it's not iconic yet, it damn well better be, of Chucky going to look for these teenagers having a party and he has just a Hello Kitty face attached to his face and He's asking a woman, and he gives her a piece of candy with a razor blade in it. I'm looking for a party. <laughs> if you answer me, I'll give you a treat. <laughs> it's so good. I think of whenever you send me that picture of Chucky with that little kitty mask on, all I think of is, I'm looking for a party. <laughs> like It's just such a weird line. <laughs> There's a lot of weird lines in our movies. Very. <laughs> the weirdest thing that I found is Chucky, uh, rather Lexi's dad, is played by Michael Theriault, uh, plays Nathan Cross. Mm -hmm. um, but he was the shrink 
in Cult of Chucky. Yes, and actually, there's a few actors in Cult of Chucky who are in Curse of Chucky as different characters. I see. He was the only one I noticed because I'm like, right. he's not playing Doctor Foley. It's a different character, and that that threw me off a bit. I'm like, am I supposed to be? By the time I got to this one, I didn't realize yeah. that till I had gotten a Curse of Chucky as the series was airing. And I'm like, should I have been paying closer attention? No, uh, no, it threw me things? off too. It yeah. threw me off too because I rewatched Curse of Chucky. Sorry, no, Cult of Chucky uh, right before I started the show. And I got lost for a second. And then I remembered, I was like, no, wait, he used the same actors in Curse and Cult as well, mm-hmm. like in different roles. So I kind of, I was able to kind of compartmentalize it a little bit quicker, but I understand what you mean though. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, uh, Jake, while, while having the wonderful flirtation with true crime podcast host, Devin, uh, Jake gets rid of Chucky, uh, but Chucky ends up in the possession of Lexi's younger sister, Caroline, and she seems a bit autistic, but Chucky is able to reveal uh, his true nature to her, and she doesn't give a fuck. Um, and I like that they aban- Chucky abandoned getting out of his body at some point and uh, stopped trying to get into kids because, you know, that, that's a weird conversation, connotation and weird sentence to say out loud on top of that. Um, but as, as the zinging, the, the animosity goes back and forth with Jake and Lexi trying to, to uh, eventually come to terms. Uh, but here, here's where I started to hate uh, Junior even more. Uh, Lexi is singing to her little sister, uh, Caroline, a little lullaby to go to sleep while she's babysitting. And, but she, you know, she wants to party. She's, she's that kind of gal. Um, but she's not. She's going to babysit. She starts singing, Don't Fear the Reaper. And Junior doesn't do the fucking background part. Come on, Junior. The fact that Junior didn't have a cowbell in his pocket, disappointing. I can live without the cowbell because I don't like Will Ferrell, but come on, harmonize, you little running bitch. I did love, um, no, that's jumping a little bit. I'll let you continue. Cool. Also throughout the episodes, you get some flashbacks, a little bit extra of of young Charles Lee Ray growing up in an orphanage. uh, and 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 getting his first kills under his belt, uh, and 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 things uh, get new light shed upon them. So as we get to the point in the series where now Lexi is understanding that Jake is not only not a bad guy, but uh, while being convinced or attempting, Chucky's attempting to convince Jake to kill Lexi. Uh, he's not doing it. A weird friendship evolves between the two of them and and young podcaster Devin, whose mom is a detective trying to figure out why people keep dying around Jake. Yeah, fair, really fair. <laughs> and Lexi's mom is the mayor, so we got we got we got not only parents, but they're actual big time authority figures, except for drunken Debo Seesaw over there. But you know, he got taken out very quick. Sorry, Pete. No, he sucked. That's fine. 
Um, yeah, one thing I enjoyed that the film did, or film, the series did, uh, was continuing to kill off parents. And it, it was just interesting to see what Chucky's strategy was and really like making sure these kids were abandoned in a way. And well, not abandoned because I mean, you're not being abandoned when your parent dies. That's just something that happens, but being um, lost and even more lost and angry. And I really, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that. It was like a parent being taken out like one by one. It was very interesting. Chucky just seems to like orphans. Uh, maybe because he is one. I don't know. That's true. It's a good point. I also like the titles of some of these episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Little Little Lies and Cape Queer. That that those amused me. Yeah, I think I, I mean now that you said Cape Queer, it makes me think of this this show does a really good job of um Don did really, really well writing these characters uh, when it's, you know, a young queer character in a time where, yes, it is more accepted, but it is still difficult. Um, And you don't know what somebody's home life is. Mm -hmm. You don't know what type of, you know, home town they're in just because it's become easily accepted in a lot of circles doesn't make it easier. Um, and I think he did a really great job writing and obviously projecting. Um, and I think he said this in interviews too, like it was a story that he really wanted to tell that was, you know, what it was like for him when he was younger. Um, so I think the show does a really good job of making it a main plot point, but at the same time, uh I don't know I don't I don't want to say making it like normal because that's just it sounds a little tone deaf to me to say something like that but it just does how about presenting it as natural yeah yeah that's a better way to put it um so I think the show really did hit a stride and that how they made uh Jake and I just really appreciated that storytelling Mm-hmm. It, it was really cool for Jake and Devin because, you know, it, it, it took me back, um, even though, you know, cisgendered hetero guy of like girls that I liked in high school and that wondering of, uh, do they feel the same way about me? Which if you're a gay teen, it, 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 you've got that extra hurdle of like, do they even like the same gender or do i should i be afraid like not the normal fear of rejection it, it, that that the only word i can describe of is uh the way they danced around each other the way uh early lovers will before they got to that wonderful moment where they kissed you're such a good you're so cute and and Chelsea was texting me frequently through as she would watch the series and we'd check with each other so we wouldn't spoil in case somebody else had to watch it but clearly your reaction to that kiss was the same mind like it's about time good on you kids so happy I was clapping I was so happy it was like a sports ball uh reaction um out of me I was like yeah 
touchdown. I would love to see a a bar full of horror fans uh, (laughs) eating buffalo wings, having that uproar uh, as 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 jock people with sport uh, team attire look around and go, what the fuck just happened? Because I've been on the other end of that so often. But on the other hand, towards the end of the season, uh, things, old friends appear. Fine-ass Jennifer Ooh. Tilly is back. As is Nika. And yeah. Fiona Dorif in the flashbacks to, to young Charles and young Tiffany. Fiona's doing daddy drag. She was amazing. I know everybody and anybody is saying this because it's true, but holy shit like even the audio dubbing of obviously her dad brad duraf was doing the audio it didn't bother me it was obvious Mm -hmm. because you know i'm a little too obsessive over this franchise so of course i'm the reality's taken out a little bit you know for me but um she had the mannerism she fit the voice i felt that it was coming out of her mouth like i damn what a good choice what a really bold and great choice to make and having her play her dad and or charles lee ray in early scenes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and got to give it up to blaze crocker as well for playing young tiffany but with the oh rona, yeah she killed it she killed it it was great with the rona brad was never on set and he wasn't on set for most mm. of the films anyway but like you know, I I don't know his health situation. If he's uh, he's old as fuck, definitely. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, why why risk it if you don't have to physically be there? And you know, Fiona's there and looking great in doing it and and playing it. And if she needs guidance outside of Don Mancini, who else better than the person? that knows that character just as well and been playing him for you know on and off for 30 fucking years yeah and i mean also with peace and love like the the amount of makeup and like cgi they would have had to do to make brad duraf look the the age he was prior to 88 that'd be a lot even in i would argue that even in curse of chucky it was obvious and and i i love brad duraf i think he's like super hot honestly and i love i love him and everything but even that was like you're reaching a little bit um so i think this was a really smart move first of all i don't think sci-fi has that benjamin button effects money um and Mm -hmm. second brad dorf is one of the great underrated (sighs) character actors amazing for you know 40 fucking years from cuckoo's nest to Exorcist 3, to even like li- short parts like the beginning of Urban Legend, long parts like the fucking Doc and Deadwood. It, 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 it's always a pleasure to see Brad Dorif's name in the credits. And it's like, all right, I, you may not know what he's doing when you start uh, that particular thing, but you know when you see him on camera or hear him, it's like, it's going to be a good time. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun. Totally. But then we'll deeper into the series and here comes Andy and Kyle. They know about the Chucky Horcruxes and they're taking them out across America. 
so looking good. to finally take out Chucky Prime. I loved the scene when they first uh, when they got to one of the houses and shot the crap out of that Chucky doll and I just love imagining them like you know some people get this reference like almost like the brothers in Supernatural just like going cross country and (laughs) just uh, taking this out I thought that was really awesome having never seen Supernatural it struck me as kind of uh tarantino-esque when jules and vincent shoot the shit out of frank whaley at the beginning of pulp Mm, fiction yeah it's kind of like that because even even the change there like you see the face of that chucky change a little bit and then boom it's on and popping uh bringing it back to alexis arquette who was also in that scene in pulp fiction yeah So one thing I also have to say as we continue following the narrative of this is Brad Dourif is really in his like OG, but also like bride and seed Chucky fashion. Like he has some great lines. Like one of my favorite things when he is playing video games with the younger, with Lexi's younger sister is when she was like, mommy says we're not supposed to say bad words. And mommy says that violence in in real life is not okay. He's like, your mom's moving up on my list pretty fucking quick. (laughs) Like, Like just things like that. Like he does such a good job with them. And I felt I could feel all the fun that he had doing this and going back into that character while doing the manipulation we started seeing in child's play three so um kind of tying it back to our last episode when we were talking about when chucky really starts manipulating kids into thinking like you could have more than this this is things get better but things get better when you kill (laughs) like you know really uh, really trying to drive a wedge into their own like mortality or morality and it's it's really interesting another thing that i've noticed uh not just in this show but in uh basic cable shows in general that are airing at a specific time uh the inclusion of you know words like fuck uh words like cunt i'm a fan <laughs> of profanity and i like that and you know again being old no one ever did that on network TV. And in cable, you could kind of do it a little. Like after uh, 10 p.m.? Like No, like even the basic cable, you couldn't do that for a long mm. time. With oh, the right, premium right, right. cable, you could do that whenever. And now people are noticing, no one gives a shit. Previously on fucking Chucky. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're like, who gives a fuck? Uh, so get it out there um just jumping around not really before we get into uh uh, the the finale of things uh because i don't remember the order and watching it as it aired no it's fine but one of the things that made me so uncomfortable uh was when chucky went down the uh disposal shoot in the hospital and then up in that dumpster full of needles it's like ah forever and clean (laughs) I know, and he's like, give me the good stuff. <laughs> like, he's like, I love hospitals. <laughs> and, and, and then when the kids are looking for him, I'm like, don't just reach in there. You're not fucking. Oh, my God. You're not <laughs> fucking, uh, uh, what's her name? In Saw 2. Uh, uh, Amanda. Amanda. Yeah. Amanda. Amanda. Yeah. I you're, can't do you're, it. You're, you're not that, that, that level of discomfort 
there because it's like oh now you've got everything and especially living through a pandemic um i was not a germaphobe beforehand but now i'm certainly more conscious of of things being spread and it's like Ew. Yeah, I mean, now Chucky probably has like syphilis or something. Who knows? He's got all of the VD. But yeah, all of the VD. I think, yeah, the show did a really, you know, speaking of what you could and couldn't get away with and and cable and TV and such, like the show did, its gore was pretty proper. I, I, Mm -hmm. I thought it did a really good job. I mean, even, you know, going back to cats um <laughs> of course the cat in the be in the first episode did not make it but i was forever grateful for dawn and i will thank him if i ever meet him for not letting me see it um happen and us only seeing a little sliver uh literally of what could have happened to that cat so th- but other than that like the the show did a really good job of you know um being pretty gory and pretty uh explicit in its language as well and I think you know one thing that I want to that I think we should touch on and you know forgive me if I'm if I'm skipping but this isn't in the finale is when we're talking about fine ass Jennifer Tilly aka Tiffany and Nika I think the show did a wonderful job of really playing with how possessing a doll is different from possessing a human where we had those glimpses of Nika come out and Mm -hmm. God, it really broke your heart because one thing that like, it's an uncomfortable thing to say and a little bit of a, you know, trigger warning for assault is Nika's being assaulted. Like it's her body and she doesn't have a choice in what's happening. So um, she's being violated. And that's a hard pill to swallow when it comes to how much fun you have watching Fiona play Chucky, but then you have Nika come out and it really hurts. And that's when in the last episode, I said that Tiffany may be more sadistic than Chucky, um, which we'll touch on when you hit the very end of the series. But this is also a very big hint that Tiffany is much more sadistic than Chucky. Very much so. Because even when Tiffany, not Tiffany rather, Nika is in control of her body. uh, That's one trap that she's released from. Because when she's not in control, she's trapped by Chucky. When she is in control, she's still paraplegic. She, She can walk as Chucky can't do it when she's Nika so that's how does one escape that on top of it and another great tense scene is when Tiffany is realizing that Nika's there she likes Nika but she's trying to like hey you remember that time we did that thing and 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 Nika's trying to stall vamp you know I can appreciate that as an improviser and podcaster and Tiffany goes I stabbed you in the leg a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh my react. god. That that's that's where where I felt most for Nika. It's like you are proper fuck, darling. And it sucks. And it kind of sucks no to watch. Like it's entertaining to watch, but at the same time, it really sucks. Like for Nika, especially the more you feel for a character, and she really has no way out. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a really heartbreaking moment that 
you know, I think some of us can maybe forget because we're having so much fun with the show. Um, and the show, it can be campy and it can be funny and it can be heartwarming. And then we get those glimpses into Tiffany and Chucky slash Nika. And those are so fun to watch, but also for me, they were really heartbreaking. Speaking of those glimpses as their relationship deteriorates and you find out Tiffany is the one that called the cops on Chucky to begin with mm-hmm. way back in 1988 that started this whole thing up because he was killing without her. She wanted yeah. m- m- murder a toi. I don't know if that's the term for it. Which I will say I have now in my theory solidified the timeline I think happened now. Because mm-hmm. if you remember, so I'll tell listeners, I was grappling with that a lot because I felt they were retconning a bit because I was like, wait, the cops found him when he kidnapped Nika's mother and he accused Nika's mother of calling the cops but Nika's mother never said that she did or she didn't I'm confused I was like are we retconning a little bit like this is what you choose to retcon out of everything that we have but now I see he was going out he told Tiff don't wait up like I'm going out she's like we never kill anymore so he was obviously in his obsession with Nika's mother whose name I can't remember uh sorry to that woman I don't remember her name um she wasn't around he, long enough. exactly and he goes and he sees her does his little I brought you flowers and blah 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 some of the character characterization still doesn't fit and it's whatever at this point I I can live with that but Tiffany I think yes did call the cops probably told them the type of car he drives blah 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 so they were able to find him and he accused Nika's mother of calling the cops she never said that she did I've read that some people said that they don't think it makes sense because it's obvious Nika's mom alerted the cops because she's stalling when actually if you go back and watch Curse of Chucky she's stalling because he's saying he's going to go pick up her daughter at school and Mm -hmm. she's trying to get him to not do that so then the cops are called he runs off to the toy store so now in my mind timeline wise it does make sense that tiffany called the cops thank you everyone for going on that journey with me i needed to say it out loud (laughs) and that's why we have this fucking guy (laughs) but that that's that's the timeline in my head now i'm like okay it does make sense that tiffany called the cops and he went off to you know Nika's mom, but the cops were still able to find him. So that is it. It, it makes sense in my head now. Perfect. So as we get closer <laughs> to the the season finale, uh, Jennifer to finance Jennifer Toad buys Chucky's childhood home, and there we have an army of Chucky. Junior Wheeler has killed the second Debo Seesaw. So no more Debo Seesaws for Chelsea. She's very upset. I was really sad about that, but I did enjoy what I was going to say earlier, but I wanted to wait till you got to this moment is I did love that little scene where after Junior killed his dad with the doll who was on the fucking Hulk roller coaster, by the way, it looked the way he was like, he's like, Um, he starts singing, we got the beat. I loved that. When Junior doesn't feel well, he he sings, so we got the to beat. say we got the beat so anyway and i just that, had to call that out i loved it that is 
again, something I never expected, uh, but fucking hilarious and somehow appropriate, as Chucky is a, a child of the age. I don't understand uh, how these young people are so versed in music that's so old, like uh, Blue Oyster Cult and the Go-Go's, but hey, what do I know? Spotify, um, babe. Throwback probably, Thursday. The, the, the algorithm? It, it gives it mm-hmm. to them? Okay, cool. Yeah, Daily Mixes, Spotify has Throwback Thursdays, and kids love nostalgia, so even nostalgia they never experienced. I'm, I'm learning stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like uh, with the Army of Chuckies, that's the whole plan. Get them out there to, to wreak havoc uh, and in, in a truck at a screening of the universal classic of Frankenstein, which kind of works in, 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 in a, the loosest sense of it, Chucky is kind of a, a monster in the Frankenstein sense, created, it betrays its creator more than once. He's killed Kif- Tiffany a couple of times. Uh, we learn now she kind of sort of had it coming. Um, I remember in our text exchange, you were kind of upset when Chucky was going beneath the chairs and flagrantly stabbing people in the asshole. I don't understand why you weren't upset. I was like clenching my ass through that whole scene. It was so painful to watch like I mean no it was a good scene like it was a great scene I'm not saying I was mad and I thought it was a poorly done scene I was just like what the hell is happening like it just made me like now when I go to a theater I'm going to check under my seat and make sure that little fucker isn't there because like ugh. what was happening was Chucky was stabbing people in the asshole and I was fine with it because it was not my asshole it it could be you <laughs> it could be me you, you oh seem to be going about randomly but you know <laughs> i've learned never go to a movie uh hosted by the mayor um the the thing that bothered me about that scene the, the one thing about it is okay you're showing frankenstein i get that we love that having posters of frankenstein that are illuminated on either side of the screen while the movie is playing does not make the experience better. I was, I was really glad that both of us had that reaction because yes. I was so annoyed. Like right when they showed it and the two uh, posters had the light on him, I was like, I would be like, turn those off. Like I would get so annoyed. So I know set dressers and electricians have to work, but that would be as distracting as some jerk off answering their phone in the theater. Yes, so you annoying. are correct turn the fucking lights off yeah so but funny. yeah um chucky's home explodes uh we think andy is dead but he's not dead we think kyle uh, might be dead Devin is dead we but don't we know did not see kyle but we, we do see know. tiffany at the end of things as andy's driving with a truck full of oh we see doll tiffany chucky. yes doll tiffany yes which not, not... please go ahead not fine-ass Jennifer Tilly Tiffany, doll Tiffany. Which plays back to something we didn't mention is at the end of Cult of Chucky, Tiffany's doll is laughing with uh, fine-ass Jennifer Tilly slash Tiffany and Nika slash Chucky. You have Tiffany doll in the back, like kind of laughing with them. So it was a great way to bring her back. Yeah, because I forgot about that. Um, I did too. It makes sense. So 
off they go into the sunset. The kids are alive. The parents are dead. Andy's there. Fine-ass Jennifer Tilly's there. Doll Tiffany. Whole lot of Chucky. And season two is greenlit. Yeah. Uh, and I've not clicked on any articles, but I've seen the headlines that the army of Chucky uh, will feature heavily into season two whenever that comes out. And I'm eager to watch it. Uh, besides hoping that uh, uh, what's his name from the, the kid from three? Evan Sawa. No, I'm kidding. Tyler. Not, Tyler, yes. Yeah. Tyler uh, returns. Do you have any other things that you hope to see uh, in, in the second season? Before you do that, I forgot to mention uh tiffany's a sick fuck and she's straight up boxing helena uh nika cutting off her arms and legs so that's exactly that's exactly why i was like she is more sadistic because that is awful that actually got a significant amount of fan upset on twitter and on reddit where people are really worried of like what does this mean for Nika in the second season, even though Dawn has promised like Jennifer Tilly and Fiona Dourif aren't going anywhere. But then you also think about budget. Like that's a, that's a big thing to do, my man. So a lot of people are wondering if it's going to end up being a dream or if it ends up happening. I'm fine with it either way, to be quite honest, I'd be fine Um, with it being a dream, but it's whatever. I'm going to say no, because they just put on those like green, uh, sleeves on the arms and legs and you just digitize that shit out yeah uh, yeah for sure so Fiona Dorf can still go get crafty exactly I think she'll she right. she's a powerhouse so um yeah that's where I'm like all right Tiffany is a whole other level of 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 evil and sadistic like all both of them are evil they kill people I mean Chucky has made it known he has an age limit. He doesn't kill babies. Um, but that was uh, that was hilarious. That, that was really funny. And they were like, what about like one to five? Like it was it was very funny. I think the whole story was really, you know, with the teens that did live, with the kids that did live, it was really heartwarming to see how their story ended. I wouldn't be surprised if the second season ends up going to a different route with different kids. Um to be honest i'm fine with it either way i feel like these kids stories are are concluded if that's the choice they make but yeah i'm i'm excited to see where the second season goes i would love for devon sawa to have a triplet out there um who's come on fighting that's a, a good fight that's a, that that that's falling into hatchet territory and that's a that's a leap i'm really okay with taking to be honest so um but but no it was it was a really really fun series and i'm re i'm actually re-watching it right now the this season with my younger sister and it's fun getting her perspective because she's seen all of them in the movies as well and um that's been a blast so uh of course her being significant well significantly younger than rick a little bit younger than me um she's like i need the soundtrack where's the soundtrack like that's her immediate reaction um but it's fun it's a fun show i'm excited that dawn's able to continue this world jennifer tilly the way she keeps promoting it i can just tell she's having the time of her life it's great yeah um 
what I would like to see, considering the attention uh, being paid in the new Halloween films to bring back uh, original cast members that are still alive to do it. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Chris Sarandon come back yes. as Mike Norris. And Catherine Hicks, who played uh, Karen Barkley, Andy's mom in the first one, she married the head effects guy after the first film. So I don't remember if they ever mentioned if her character was alive or dead, but you know, if she's um, available, why the fuck not bring her back? She is alive because uh, if you remember in that scene that you watched on YouTube at the end of Curse, he's talking oh, to yeah. his mom on the phone. I would love to see those two back honestly other than Tyler those are the only two I mean when it comes to like I know some people have said they would love to see like Katherine Heigl's character and Jesse back and everything but honestly those are the two I really want back because I feel like we were really cheated and not getting any more of them after the first movie we'll see what could happen we'll see I mean, this uh, Don has taught us that the world is his oyster. He can do whatever he wants. He's doing a great job with it. He certainly is. I'll be back for more. And once again, I'm glad to when I'm proven wrong about something of this nature. Uh, and I got no problem being proven wrong again. So yeah. now I've got your mystery of Debo Seesaw and your love of him. And uh, okay, cool. Uh, so that's why <laughs> I will wait to watch Black, Black Friday with you because he's in it. Oh, yes, I I'm okay with that. So I'm like, okay with that because I, I also believe um, good holiday themed horror doesn't have to be watched specifically during that time of year. I think uh, mainstream holiday movies nobody wants to watch them outside of those specific months but if i want to mm -hmm. watch black christmas in august i fucking will if i want to watch halloween in april i fucking will it's there you just because they're better than the box that they're put in in my opinion so if we end up watching it in february fucking great i'm not waiting till february to watch this we'll watch it in january <laughs> i don't know what your schedule is i don't want to presume you're when it comes to Devin, I will clear things up. <laughs> clear clear her calendar. Get out the way, motherfucker. Get out the way. Um, well, thank you, buddy, for taking this two-episode journey with me and, and, and entertaining me. I also love when you're proven wrong, so I'm glad I, that I know you that's, did this. <laughs> that, that, that's the cherry on top. <laughs> But yeah, I love you, baby. I love talking with you because you're going to go off into the world and these episodes are going to go off into the ears of our fun people. Tell the people where they can find you if they won't find you. They can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Just look up Chelsea Bennington and I am right there. You can check out Spooky Doings on Instagram, Spooky Doings Improv on Facebook, and I'm on the Tweety at Rick Guzman 718 and we'll be back in 2022 with even more yeah. spookiness to talk about and good things planned and uh, uh maybe maybe uh some fun 
folks that we're going to be talking to uh, if things go as planned. So in the meantime and in between time, everybody uh, stay good, stay healthy, and stay spooky. We out. <laughs>